1: Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we take a look at some of your best bets for rides and attractions if you're worried about social distancing or being outside. You can find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Deciphered. And if you're interested in bonus content or supporting the podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Decipher. If you're looking to plan a Disney vacation, let Joe be your travel agent at no cost to you by emailing him at josephchung at travelmation.net. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies.
0: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes
1: and welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So as we said in the last episode, you know, we're kind of getting back to the basics. We're doing our Disney COVID essentials to help you to plan your vacations in this kind of weird, crazy time. You know, hopefully, sooner rather than later, we can get back to our normal planning episodes. But you know, right now, Disney World is very different. And so what does planning look like in this time? Now, we have been doing our research, and we are planning to go back to each park and talk about how we would tackle each park during this time. However, it's going to take a little more time for us to kind of cross our T's and dot our I's on those episodes. But what we thought we'd do today is take a quick look at each park and look at the attractions through the lens of worrying about social distancing, worrying about staying safe if you're concerned about the coronavirus. So we are going to go through each park and talk about the attractions we think are your best bet If you are feeling anxious about getting sick when you're visiting Disney world. So we'll say up front that if I was in Disney world right now, I probably would try to go on every single attraction that I could, uh, regardless of whether it felt like super quote unquote safe or not. However, these attractions that we're going to go over today are the ones that we would feel comfortable going on like 10, 15 times because the queues outside the rides outside. It's kind of like, these are the attractions that we'd go on and really not worry about anything except for, some kid coughing in our face or licking our knees or something weird or random like that. Sorry. I know that got a little dark there. It
0: <laughs> really did Joe. Uh, and I guess you, you should worry too about touching the lap bars of a lot of attractions, but I mean, as long as you're smart and don't touch your face and get off the ride and sanitize your hands, that doesn't worry me very much.
1: Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about the lap bars because like you said, Just don't touch your face when you're on the ride. And then as far as I understand, at all of these attractions, there's hand sanitizer stations on the way in right before you get on the ride. And there's hand sanitizer stations on the way out, which is probably even more important. So, you know, I'm not too concerned about the actual ride itself, depending on, you know, what type of ride it is. So let's get to it. Let's start with the probable worst park for attractions in terms of social distancing. And that is Epcot. Leslie, how many of Epcot's rides are outside?
0: Like none of them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it'd be a grand grand total of zero, I think. Test track is outside for what? However long you go on the track on the outside. So like, what is that? 20 seconds. But other than that, I think it's all inside. So Epcot is definitely the worst if uh, you're worried about this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's full of all of these giant show buildings that you, you know, wend your way through queues that are indoors and, you know, you're in a theater. And, like, I think about Soren, which I love, and it makes you feel like you're outside, but you're deep into the bowels of indoor and in the basement and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean... We were talking about this. I feel like the Land Pavilion is probably the attractions that I'd be most comfortable with at Epcot just because, you know, there's high ceilings. Soren's queue moves pretty fast, probably moves even faster right now with the lines. Living with the land, you know, you're in a boat. It's open air in the gigantic or ge- relatively gigantic greenhouse. So, you know, the air is not too dead in there. Whereas like Spaceship Earth, don't feel like the air moves around in there very much. And plus the cars in front of you, like you're going up towards them. So, you know, if you're worried about catching like people's breath from that, uh, it's not too great. The boat rides are probably okay. But yeah, all of Epcot's attractions are indoors. So, you know, if you're concerned about doing indoor attractions and indoor queues, Epcot's probably not the place for you.
0: Agreed. And, you know, I know that mass compliance has been quite good at Disney World, but a lot of his attractions at Epcot are like, dark and I wonder whether people will take their masks off for a breather when they think nobody's looking
1: (laughs) I mean they do have those you know on the people mover I don't know if you ever heard this but I have heard people being like yelled at on the people mover for whatever they're doing like hanging out the side or whatever so you know maybe they have that in all the attractions and if people are getting pretty egregious they'll do that
0: yeah who am I kidding Disney's always watching
1: yeah yeah So Epcot attractions aren't that great. However, you know, I do think this taste of food and wine that's going on at Epcot right now is a good option. So Epcot has always been kind of the place where even if you don't do attractions, there's a lot to do. I think it doesn't mean Epcot's not worth a visit if you're concerned when you're going on the attractions. It's just that if you go, the attractions probably are not where you're going to spend the most of your time, which I mean, if I'm being honest, is probably not where people spend most of their time at Epcot anyway.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. I still would go to Epcot for sure, just because any of the food festivals are great and they have this expanded food and wine going on, or I guess it's contracted, but then will expand. Who knows? It's really long. So yeah, that that's great. And I just love walking around the countries and seeing the sights. There's still a lot to do in Epcot for sure, even if you don't want to risk some of the rides because you don't like being indoors like me.
1: Yeah, I mean, now is the time to explore these different pavilions. You know, there are a lot of different outdoor things, you know, whether it be the gardens in the UK or the market in Morocco. Like, there's a lot of things that you can check out that are outside, and it's not crowded right now, especially if you don't go at night. At night, Epcot, like a lot of the Florida residents, show up to enjoy said taste of food and wine, but there's just a lot of options outside at Epcot, so you can kind of maybe get away without uh, the attractions if you have to. The second worst i guess in terms of outdoor and safe feeling attractions would be hollywood studios so we really kind of only have two options there until they open the shows back up which could be not for a long time as far as we can tell so leslie what do we got at hollywood studios
0: it's all toy story land we have slinky dog dash and alien swirling saucers both of those have queues that are outdoors but partially shaded and then the rides themselves are outdoors as well
1: Like to me, Slinky Dog Dash and Alien Swirling Saucers, you know, I could probably ride those all day, especially if my son was there. In fact, a listener, Sam C, told me that when he rode Alien Swirling Saucers, they didn't even make him get out of his car. Like he got to ride the same car again because there was no line. So Slinky Dog Dash, it's going to have a longer line. It's Slinky Dog Dash, but that queue is outside and really not a lot to worry about. There's also huge fans blowing in there. And then uh, Alien Swirling Saucers, that whole queue is outside as well. And there's probably not that much of a queue right now either. I do think, though, at Hollywood Studios, like depending on the time of day, you know, I was looking at wait times today and sometimes you know smugglers run drops to 10 minutes toy story mania drops to 10 minutes you know i just feel like hollywood studios once people have ridden rise of the resistance they kind of start clearing out so like as the day goes on the lines just get shorter and shorter and so if it's not mickey minis runaway railway you're really not going to spend a lot of time in queues and so this goes for all of the parks including epcot which we just panned a little bit but you know keep an eye on my disney experience app if a queue looks short or you know, you can eyeball them at this point. Rule of thumb is if you don't see a lot of people outside, the queue's probably pretty short on the inside because of the social distancing marker. So I do think you can ride everything at Hollywood Studios, but Slinky Dog Dash and Alien Swirling Saucers, those are the ones that, you know, you're not going to have to worry about the whole time.
0: Agreed. And that's the point we should definitely make. I mean, if you're only going to be indoors as you're walking through it and walking straight on a ride just about, then that doesn't worry me as much. It's those cues where you're just kind of stagnant, moving slowly. Maybe you're indoors for 20 or 30 minutes, um, you know, standing next to the same party, you know, albeit six plus feet apart, but that that start to get more worrisome for a lot of people. So definitely aim for the shorter cues if you're going to be indoors.
1: Yeah, and remember that my Disney experience is always overestimating the wait times. And like we said on a previous episode, you know, if you have the lines app from Touring Plans, uh, that will give you probably a more accurate idea of the wait times. But really, you know, you should be able to, I think there's a learning curve, but when you get back to the parks, you should be able to get a feel for how long these lines actually are. So, you know, you can keep it moving in the queues. And I agree, Leslie, like if, it might be a super long indoor queue, like say Flight of Passage, but if I'm just walking straight through it, then I'm not too worried about it. Speaking of which, let's move to Animal Kingdom. So what do we got at the Animal Kingdom?
0: So we got quite a lot more, finally, of rides that are outdoors and queues that are outdoors. So I'll start with Kilimanjaro Safaris. The Everything's outdoors there. I mean, a lot of it's covered and shaded. And when you're, of course, on the safari vehicle, itself, you're close to other parties, but they put up these plastic dividers between the different rows of the vehicle. So you're really separated from other people. And of course, the vehicle's for the most part moving all the time and getting fresh air at the same time.
1: And when they first opened, they were letting people take their masks off. But now you have to keep your mask on even with the plexiglass. So Kilimanjaro Safaris is pretty good. Some other options are up a great bird adventure. You know, that's a show, but it's all outdoors and you know, there's a lot of space between the benches. It was not a show that was ever super, super crowded in the first place anyway. So that's a good option. Cali River Rapids, although it's not our favorite ride, that's all outside. Expedition to Everest, if there's no queue, that rides outside too. Uh, if there's a queue, you know, a lot of that queue is inside though. But, you know, kind of same rules apply that we said. If it looks like the queue's moving quickly, you know, you probably aren't going to spend that much time inside. And then with Animal Kingdom, you know, there are all those exploration trails like to see the gorillas or the maharaja jungle trek you know so there's a lot of options to just kind of explore around and enjoy the park without actually having to go inside so uh, i think those are all a great option and then if you're really desperate you can take the wildlife train to Rafiki's planet watch one day we'll get out there Um, we need this pandemic to end first but uh that train is an open air train as well so another option to move but still you know not be stuck indoors
0: For sure. So quite a few choices in Animal Kingdom, surprisingly, because usually I don't think of Animal Kingdom as really having many rides, but it's doing better than two of the other parks right now.
1: Imagine if Primeval World will still open. That would be a great option.
0: Not. (laughs) You would have fresh air in your face and throw up afterwards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The perfect combination. That's right. All right. So let's... So let's get to the crown jewel of social distancing. And of course it is such because it has the most attraction, but the magic kingdom, you really have a ton of options. You know, you could spend a whole day there and get every type of ride that you want and not have to go inside at all. So let's go through some of these. Um, Why don't you start with, you know, what are like the kid friendly rides that you can do at magic kingdom and stay outside?
0: So Magic Carpets of Aladdin, that's a great choice where, you know, usually a very short queue, outdoor queue, and then the ride itself, you've got wind in your hair. There, of course, is your favorite introductory roller coaster, Joe, the Barnstormer. Everything's outdoors there. Har,
1: har, har, har.
0: (laughs) That's right. And uh, teacups as well, Mad Tea Party, that's outdoors. It's covered, so it's a, a little more stagnant, but... It is, it is outdoors and there is plenty of airflow and, you know, it does have sort of a tighter queue, but of course, Disney's taking care of that as well with all of their social distancing markers and whatnot. And then of the little kid rides, um, there's also the carousel, which of course is outdoors as well and sanitize that horse, uh, you know, before you put your toddler on it, I guess.
1: Definitely. And then if you start moving towards like the older kids, Tomorrowland Speedway, is a good option. Maybe you want to wipe your wheel down. Although, you know, I am not super concerned about surfaces, but yeah, there are probably some sweaty hands on those wheels, so you might want to wipe them down. Jungle Cruise is going to be another good option. They have the plexiglass there. You know, the biggest issue with the Jungle Cruise is it's loading really slowly right now because of the number of parties that they're putting on the boats, uh, which is much lower than normal. But that's uh, another good example as well. And then probably kind of your best option, the queue is almost... 100 percent outdoors until like the very end or at least you know has open air you know you can even get on a thrill ride so what's uh the thrill ride to do at magic kingdom
0: well i guess it's big thunder mountain and yeah i guess i always complain because a lot of that queue is out in the sun and i hate that in the summertime but now in covid times i guess i'm grateful for it <laughs> Yeah,
1: in Splash Mountain you got to go through a barn, and yeah, Big Thunder kind of has a barn, but like it's all like mostly open air, and I think a lot of the queue is just open air totally until you get to that final kind of mine car area. But even then, once you get down, probably the diciest place in Big Thunder is when you're going down that double ramp to get to the actual cars. But you know they have plexiglass between the two sides, so you know I think it is the thrill ride to go. Unlike Space Mountain. If you're worried, do not go on Space Mountain. That queue is very enclosed the entire time.
0: Agreed. So Big Thunder it is, apparently.
1: Yes. And then, of course, other options that we did not mention is there are going to be character cavalcades around you all the time. So that's going to be entertainment that's going to be outside that you can enjoy. You know, there's going to be something to do at all the parks. But if you are concerned about social distancing, if you're concerned about being inside for too long, These are the options that we think are the best. All right, so before we get out of here, let's end with the Disney do or don't. What do you got for us, Leslie?
0: All right, well, I am borrowing this from Tom Bricker. Great tip in one of his articles. And I guess a problem that sometimes happens in the cues is kind of like a sandwiching between different parties. You know, so Disney has put out social distancing markers, and sometimes, you know, a group in front of you sort of shifts and you start to move up and realize they haven't moved up to the next marker, and then the group behind you moves up and squishes you in. So, one tip that he had is to let one part of your party move ahead, see if that group in front of you has officially moved up to the next marker, but leave someone else behind on the marker that you're already on. And so you're kind of taking up, I guess, for a short period of time, two different markers, your party, but that way you avoid getting sandwiched and give yourself at least six feet of distance at all times in the queues. So if you're a little bit phobic of queues, this is a great strategy to kind of keep people off your tail and and not squish the people ahead of you as well.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a great tip because, you know, if you move up as a party, but then the party in front of you has not actually moved, well, the party behind you is, is going to move in. And then, you know, I can see how that could feel uh, a bit nervy there for a second. So great tip by Tom Bricker, and uh, we'll put the link to the article in the show notes. All right, so that's our thoughts on what are the most social distancing friendly attractions and queues right now. But, you know, if you've been to Disney World, we'd love to hear your thoughts. I know some of these indoor cues are moving super fast or are just super non-existent, so it doesn't really matter anyway. So if you have some experience with that, let us know that as well. You can hit us up disney deciphered at gmail.com at ww deciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks so much for tuning in everyone. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and I will see you taking up way too much space on your social distancing marker, but making me feel safe in the process.
0: Thanks, Jen.